0: everyone. We're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 123. Um, and we're joined today by someone that's well-known in our community. Um, I asked him for what his title was afterwards because he has so many hats and he does so much. But we're going with music curator
1: Anthony Ball. Thank you for joining us, Anthony. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's been a long time. I've been wanting to talk to you, for sure.
0: And this is this is like the first time we're ever talking, really. Yeah, this
1: is the first face-to-face, <laughs> man. Like I tell people all the time, like social media makes kind of tricks you in the sense of where you know people you, think you know someone <laughs> yeah you know so it's it's good to see your old school way right in, in hey. person
0: yeah we were supposed to have this this done a few yeah. a few weeks ago but you were like hey let's do this in person yeah man, let's, let's I, meet each I, other
1: I, I didn't want to know zoom or nothing like that i feel you man you know,
0: i'm tired of zooms a little yeah,
1: bit yeah man so let's get back to it
0: so um obviously you have so many hats in the community you do so much um, but, I do want to talk just a little bit about you know going way back to uh your roots you 're originally from West Memphis Arkansas yeah. right yeah, and um how for well, first of all west memphis is it 's known for having uh like for for music right oh yeah oh so, yeah. like, there 's a lot of influence there. How did that influence you that living in that area and being raised in that area? How did that influence your
1: man um as being an adult now in Northwest Arkansas, like you realize it, it 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 was it was everything for me. Uh, my mom, she was a singer. Okay. She traveled uh singing gospel. Uh even when she was pregnant with me, like we she was on the road singing. Mm. My my father, he was he was in a band and grew up playing brass. He was a musician as well too. My whole family sang in the church and stuff like that. Uh my grandfather, he was like the old traditional southern uh black dude that had a, a that it was a a uh, barbers had a barbershop, old school mm. barbershop with the big chair <laughs> and the checkers in the in the corner oh. and the boom box playing Marvin Gaye and okay. Sam Cooke and and Al Green. So uh, man, it was just ev- it was everything for me, man. It was, mm. it was one of those things where we didn't have to try anything. It was just a part of life.
0: So when do you start playing instruments?
1: Oh, since I can remember, uh, you know, like with my mom being so immersed in the in the gospel scene. Um, as as far as I can remember, it's just going to rehearsals with her, um, you know, going to concerts with her, uh, just sitting behind the the band mm-hmm. and watching the band, helping the drummer carry his sticks and mm-hmm. his bags and stuff like that. So it was it it was it was uh, it was on us as as kids. Even you know we had to sing in the choir and stuff at church. Uh, you know I always wanted to be a musician. I always I always knew I wanted to be a musician. But uh, when you're a kid, you, you do you do what your parents tell you to do. So you, yeah, we sung in the kids choir, and you know we did all those things. And uh, I grew up all the way uh, starting junior high, seventh grade uh, in the in the school band. So I, I, that's when I, I started formal training. What you play uh, in music? Drums. Okay. I was almost a saxophone player. Mm-hmm. So everybody like everybody wants to be uh, a drummer back back yeah. then it was like being a basketball player a football player mm-hmm. he was like a jock if he was a a, a drummer yeah. uh so all the spots were gone so when i when i when I came up to try out they was like well drums are off what else do you want to play so i was like well let me i want to play saxophone so uh as soon as i said that it was a kid came up he wanted to switch from drums to trumpet mm. so i was like well can i get his spot yeah. and uh we we did a little a little back and forth drum test and see if i had rhythm. And and uh, did great with
0: that, and I got that last that last spot. So man, I st- I was on, I was a uh, trombone player. Oh snap! And I was only a trombone player because my best friends like it was like back whenever they would tell you, okay, everybody's got to try to join like band <laughs> yeah. or or something, and like everybody just spreads. You know, some people go to the trumpets, some people yeah. go to the drums. My best friends went to the trombone. And then they ended up all leaving. So, I, but I was, but I stayed. They left you by yourself. I was the only one to stay throughout the years playing trombone. And that's
1: what my my pop was a bone player.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I remember like the whole the drums were like the cool kids.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. We weren't
0: cool in the trombone. But I, I thought I was pretty cool, but uh, other people didn't think so. But um, so this it starts then like with school uh, playing an instrument, playing the drums, and and when do you when do you make that switch to like want to take it like beyond school? Um. Just music in general.
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you, like, I, I wanted to start taking it seriously when I got in high school. Like I, like I said, I've been playing since I was probably like three or four years old. But um, when when I when I started seeing my friends travel around playing with different bands and different church choirs and stuff like that, um, that's when I figured out I wanted to do this for real. Mm-hmm. So I was probably about 16, 17 years old, um, and I found myself, like, practicing all all day, like 2 two p.m., 2 a.m., you okay. know, in the summertime when you don't have nothing to do, mm-hmm. school's out. Uh, you know, I was just practicing, 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 and uh, started playing with, with different groups and stuff like that. And fast forward, moving to Northwest Arkansas, uh, like, I, like Northwest Arkansas kind of retooled me a little bit because there wasn't any blues, there wasn't any R&B, wasn't any uh, gospel music to play. But it was, like, jam bands and mm-hmm. rock, uh, even, like, jazz and stuff like that with college. So I started playing that stuff more. And uh, it was one summer. My my uh, freshman or sophomore summer, I went home, and I couldn't find a summer job. You know, everybody goes home yeah. to make money. And I called some friends back in Northwest Arkansas. I was like, yo, I can't find any work. Is there anything in Northwest Arkansas? and he was like man if you if you really take it to the next level I got this this band that's looking for a drummer to tour with so I was like well I don't care whatever it is I'm ready <laughs> so sign me up and uh it was a heavy rock band and oh. I I've, I've never played like heavy heavy rock uh and I listened to it and I was like yo I want to do it so <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna do it and I and uh that was like my first professional project where I got paid to play um, you know, in the, in the whole nine, that was probably around like 2009 or something like that. Okay, you know,
0: yeah. And you've you've uh, toured. You've gone on tour since then, right? Yeah. Can you talk yeah. a little
1: bit about that? Yeah, like I what mean, that look like for yeah, you. Yeah, like every every musician once they once they get, you know, make that decision to really commit to it, you want to g- jump on the road. Like I've always seen, like my buddies were kind of ahead of ahead of the game they were a lot more serious about it earlier on yeah so they was like 18 years old touring around oh, sure. they had the glasses in the backpack and you know taking pictures in in the venues and it looked like a sweet lifestyle so uh like i, I it was a guy named cory montgomery that was out of rogers he was this blues rock dude and um i linked up with him and from there i built so many different other like music friendships uh, with artists. I, I toured with a guy out of out of LA, Andy Fresco. Um I toured with the um uh, the guys the Blind Boys. It's a big Grammy artist. Um mm. uh, Joey Joey Williams, the guitar player for, for the Blind Boys. So mm. we, we toured around, uh Nate Hancock. Uh he took he took us all over the country. So I probably did that for like three or four years. Um was it, it fun? T- it was fun in the very beginning. <laughs> It was fun in the very beginning, man. What changed was it was just hard. Like, you know, it wasn't uh stand in nice, super nice hotels. It was standing on a, a, a bus and gotcha. a, like a like a, a van and uh, just not really knowing where you was going to sleep at. Mm. You know, we'll, we'll sometimes we'll stay at fans house. Sometimes we'll stay in the, in, in the van. Sometimes oh. we'll get a hotel. Uh, and it was just every night. So I think if we did it so much um like I just got kind of got burnt out. Yeah, I feel you. And um, and and you know, like I I wanted to be home more. You know, it's like man, cause I, I it was almost like I've been there and got that bug out, and I was like, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Um, so that that's kind of what changed in the very beginning. You're traveling all over and you're getting to all these cities, but um, you know, most bands they'll do a week run. And then they'll come home for two weeks or three weeks mm. and they'll go back out. I did two months straight Oof. a lot of times. Or or three weeks straight. And it was just so much I kinda just got just kinda got burnt out.
0: I bad man. Anything anything specifically that you learned about yourself during that time?
1: Um I think just musically, uh I learned a lot about myself. Um you know, when you're playing when when you're having to cram on a little van, so you can't take this huge drum set, uh, you gotta take a, a smaller drum set, and you gotta play really really well. Mm. Um, it just stripped me of all the different things I would have taken. So it just kind of it kind of made me practice a little bit more uh, and kind of dial in into my playing. Um, but as far as like like it, even even like health and wellness, like when you first start touring you every city you go to you want to try the best food that's in that city yeah you know so you gain weight and and you're eating really really bad and uh and then you learn you're like all right i gotta i gotta pace myself a little bit (laughs) you know so so you kind of have to retool yourself because at first you look at it as a vacation so you eat like like think about if you was on a cruise ship for three months you would eat terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. you know so you just have to kind of retool yourself and uh and, and just think this is work i'm just in a beautiful city every day mm-hmm. and uh just had to kind of retool myself and, and think about eating healthy and and doing those things i would have done if i was home
0: so you said you moved um to northwest arkansas what year was it 2007 and and is, was there a reason specifically i came a here
1: to, i came here to go to school okay yeah i came here to go to school um like so I first I first learned about Northwest Arkansas, uh Fairville specifically, when I was in the sixth grade, I made the basketball all star team. Hmm. Uh and then the championship game was in Bud Walton. Okay. Uh in which it was super crazy. Um uh, so that was my first time seeing it and I just remembered how cool of an area it was. And more than anything that stuck out to me, like I don't remember a lot of things. I remember playing the games, but I remember how happy my mom was. Mm-hmm. you know my mom, she's a single parent mm-hmm. um and you know, like my mom was always a rock for us, but um you just don't you just don't notice things until they change so I just my mom has always been happy, and she's a singer, and she's always been joyful, but it was just a different vibe about her when she got to Fairville and then she always started mentioning how pleasant the trip was because we didn't really take vacations when we were young too yeah. you know she's a single mom working job living paycheck to paycheck so we didn't take vacations either so it was a unique thing for us to go out of out of uh, town uh, and, and and for her to experience it that way so in the back of my mind I kind of thought about Fairville. so as I got In the uh, 11th, 12th grade, of course, you start thinking about college, what you're going to do after college. Well, I did one of those tests to tell you what you were good at and what you should do, (laughs) and it told me I should be an architect. I was good at drawing. Uh, I I was good at uh, math and science, so it told me I should be an architect. Well, I knew from my church there was a guy that went to North Arkansas, and Northwest Arkansas had the top five architect's school mm. uh, back then. Yeah. So, and that's still very prestigious now. It's top 25 in the nation still. But um, I was like, all right, well, it's, I want to go, uh, I I want to be close enough to where I can drive home, but I want to be farther enough to where my mom couldn't come and see me every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so it really? wasn't, I didn't want to go to Little Rock. It was too close. Uh, so five hours was great, so I could be away, uh, away far enough, so I could focus. Um, it, I didn't know a lot of people here, so I could focus on school and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't want to go where I was gonna have a lot of friends, mm. uh, and I would be distracted. Because yeah. I know myself, <laughs> I wasn't that, uh, <laughs> I wasn't that mature enough to go where all my friends were gonna be. I would have been back home after the first semester of like flunking not going to any yeah. classes. <laughs> so I had enough foresight to kinda see that part. Um uh, so yeah, that was that was uh but I, yeah, I got I got here in two thousand seven, um, after getting a full ride to um to, to play music.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. Um so funk factory, how does that come about? Uh were you part of like creating it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um so Funk every, everybody knows Funk Factory. So Funk Factory is a band that kind of evolved. Uh most of the, mu- the 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 musicians that's in that band were was not in that band when I first started. Oh really? <laughs> so I started out um promoting shows. This is kind of a long story. I'll shorten it as fast as I can. <laughs> but I I started promoting shows. I wanted to do hip hop and uh, R&B and stuff like that. Stuff I knew from from Memphis. So, I started putting a soul night together, which was an R&B night. It was called Soul Night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where at? It was at Scarpino's. Okay. Like, I was one of the first people that made Scarpino's, Scarpino's. Because it was really a wedding spot in the very, very beginning. Okay. You know? And this was like 2009, 2008. I was doing it for another guy. He called it Soul Review. He moved away. I took it over, and we called it Soul Night. Uh, And from there... Um, I got a I got into doing So, the people that was coming to Soul Night was like young business professionals, like mm. 25 to 44 year olds. Okay. So, they would call me and say, "Hey, can you bring your band from Soul Night to Walmart for a Christmas party or a company party or whatever?" And I I would build those contacts.
0: Oh, so you perf- y'all performed at Scarpinos? Yes, for Soul yes. Night. It was okay. a
1: once a month. It was a once a month show that I put together. Um, and and it was just a big R and B night we ended with a DJ, DJ Derrick, uh was, was was uh the DJ back then. Um and and from there we had all these Walmart people, Tyson people, uh JB like all these corporate people calling us to do shows. Yeah. Well, long story short, I started doing this and I would put together a show every time somebody would call. So okay. you call me and say, Hey, can you do a show on January first? Like, what kind of show is it? Oh, you want more jazz? All right, well, I'm going to change a singer and put, maybe fill in a few different musicians. So I was putting a different show together every time somebody would call. It got tough, and I was rehearsing so much uh, for these <laughs> one shows I would co- get a call from. Uh, and I kind of wised up and said, well, let me put a band together that kind of fits what people are asking for so I put funk factory together most bands that I saw when I when I moved here It was like small three-piece four-piece bands, and I was like man I want to go big and I want to put a nine-piece band with horns uh, I want how put, do you find the
0: people
1: uh, I knew them because I was a uh, music student Okay, so uh, I was a music student so I knew all the classical musicians like the horn players uh, and I and, and I played on Dixon and, and club stuff, so I knew all the Dixon guys. So I got okay. my, my my bass player and my, and my mm. singers and the guitar players, and I put those guys together, and we just made a band, and uh, and we put it together to where people could dance. Like when I first moved here, it was a lot of jam band stuff I mentioned, and it wasn't like dance stuff. It mm. was like uh, real fusion kind of stuff, and you know, in the black community, I know like. in in the latin community too like we like to dance Mm -hmm. uh and we like the bass and stuff like that and i'm like man i want to party so i put up i put a party band together uh and it was a huge hit like no many people didn't put together big bands like that um so that was a little bit different and many people didn't dance either with the bands either Mm -hmm. it was mostly just djs if you don't dance so um so we've been together now since i think it probably we, we kind of traced it back to like 2012 i think it was okay um,
0: that's what i saw online It says. yeah
1: like, okay. but but it's kind of evolved over the years into what it is i'll tell you like so the the show that kind of set us on the trail that we are now at now we got a call from our friends at walmart and um they was bringing the oj's to the amp mm. and it was like two weeks before So they wanted us to get on the show with them to kind of help let people know OJs were coming, put a local band on on the show, so get the word out. And uh, we played that show. It was probably like 5,000 people there. Mm. And and some people have heard us, some people haven't, but everybody had heard us after we got done. And after that show, it kind of legitimized us in a way to be performing with another big band like OJs and Holding Our Weight. And the people are having a good time, and we sound good. So uh kind it's, something that you can
0: use, like going forward, like we opened.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. It, it it's it, it straight up legitimized us in a way that I never even like kind of fathom. Because yeah. uh, we've been doing the same thing for years, but I think when you're the local people or whatever, people don't really uh, it don't, it doesn't really connect mm. that you're as good until people can compare you to some something. If like that makes sense, you. yeah, it does. You know, so that's kind of how it was.
0: Okay, so now the the uh, the band's been active for, is it 10 years, I guess now, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: golly, man, yeah
0: And what's the difference now, like, the band now, the one that I saw, you know, performance at the, was it at the Juneteenth event? Or, or what event was it that they performed at recently? Last year? Yeah Well, yeah. well last year? Uh, I think it was, was it last year? Time has gone by so fast <laughs> during know, this, COVID, this whole pandemic COVID. It might have been, yeah, it was last year, uh, and they performed on Emma Avenue What, what event was that? Um, we did uh, I Arkansas. What it, it must. It was Arkansas. We did, we did Arkansas. It was Arkansas festival. Yeah,
1: man, we've 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 done that with Miss Diane for uh, probably about five or six years now. Uh, she, I love her to death. She was man. here like three weeks ago. Yeah, She's we. She's the sweetest her. person ever, man. And and um you know Papa Rap was always really really kind of me as well too so we always make it our business to do that show
0: both past former guests Tavares yeah, yeah. Papa Rap and uh Dr. Daniel Gonzalez Warren um so what has changed do you think what what are the biggest differences to the band now compared to when y'all started back? I think
1: I think we just got an identity now like we're just more polished uh, you know it's kind of like a basketball team when you got a bunch of all stars and nobody really knows their roles mm-hmm. uh and then when it clicks and everybody knows what it looks like, what we supposed... Because it was, like I said, it was a new concept. Like, nobody really did party music like that. Um, Like, even the people that was in the band. Like, it's more of a big city kind of concept where you can see. Um, So after, like, I showed people what it was, the musicians, I mean, um, and we did it and we've had the success, people know, we know what songs get people riled up. We know what songs uh, people want to dance to, slow dance to. When you learn your roles in that band, uh in the expectation of that band, um, uh, it just forms uh a bigger bond and a bigger chemistry, uh and uh yeah, it's just it's just a lot more polished now. Do do y'all mostly uh do covers with that yes, band? Yes, yes.
0: Um d have you ever like written music yourself?
1: Or not, wanted to? Not myself. I've I've arranged music to other people's lyrics. Um but I really didn't create that band to be uh, original artists. Uh, a lot of people in that band are original artists. Okay. Uh, but we put that band together simply to just party mm. um, and 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 throw high end parties. Um, and, and what do and,
0: bookings look like now for y'all? Like, what kind of bookings are y'all taking to perform?
1: Um, we mostly do private sector stuff. So, mm. um, and that's why people don't see us a whole lot in the community. Uh, it's more now, I would say, but uh, like mostly it's award shows and corporate uh, parties and weddings. We do a lot of weddings. We do a lot of frat and sorority uh, events, stuff like that. But we play. We still play Georges um, three or four times a year. Uh, we play the Amp Happy Hour show uh, two, two, two or three times a year. We do the Rail Yard uh, in Rogers. We do uh, the Meteor Guitar Gallery in Rogers as well, too. So uh, we try to make ourselves, like, to where we have at least one or two uh, monthly shows that people can come out and see us. And where, where can people contact you if they want to book you? all um, Smoothmanmusic.com, or they can just go to our Instagram and, and our Facebook.
0: Okay, um, so let's talk about music moves. That is that a nonprofit that you created, right?
1: Yes, me, me and uh, me and my uh, co-founder Reggie James.
0: And can you talk a little bit about what y'all are trying to, do, what the goal is, and like yeah, any kind of any kind of maybe ideas or plans that you have like for the near future?
1: Yeah, no doubt. So we created that actually in the fall, September, uh, two thousand and nineteen. Like we've always. Uh, Reggie's like a mentor to me, uh, as well as he's a, a, a musician and business partner. But uh, one of the things, like he's, he's always uh, pushed me to give back to the community mm. uh, and taught me how, like, the, uh, like how do you go about doing that? So we've always uh, done stuff for kids, like mm. going to schools. Like I was, we we both taught. Like he taught high school back in Memphis for a long time. I taught um, briefly at Heritage High School. Uh, for two years uh, in the band but um, so we we have a huge heart for for, for kids and music and mm-hmm. exposing kids to music um, and kind of bringing people in kids in yeah. that may 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 have a troubled past and using music to kind of reel them in so uh, we wanted a vehicle so we could do it on a larger level mm-hmm. and uh, I was I was kind of through my com- my community work um I was getting pulled on by the Walton Family Foundation, actually, uh, and they was they just called. And they was like, "Hey, we love what you guys are doing. We want to figure out a way that we can support y'all." Uh, and and actually, like they just encouraged us to get a nonprofit uh, and do it on a bigger scale. Mm. Uh, they kind of pushed us to do that uh, and challenged us to do that. And I'm a, I'm a very appreciative, and I give them a shout out for that. I I know, you know, sometimes the Waltons get bad press Mm. for certain things or whatever, but, you know, like my personal experience with them, um, they pushed us um, because they've seen the work we've done in the past and uh, they want to support the black community Mm. uh, in in a way and push even in the arts as well, too. They've always seen um, what impact art makes to a community. So um, fast forward to um, right May 2020 is when we were launching our uh, our our programming after we established that that previous year we didn't do anything but establish it in 2019 we planned to launch it uh for Black Music Month which is June of 2020 mm-hmm. well that was the year the pandemic broke out yep. so uh we had to scrap all of our plans yes. and go virtual with everything so we uh the next two years 2020 and 2021 we just put out a bunch of music kind of the first year we just kind of used it to uh support uh Arkansas artists yeah. and uh showcase Arkansas artists so we went and recorded pretty much every top uh musician, composer in in uh, in our, in the state of Arkansas just so we can get behind them and say hey a pandemic is going on but we want to support you, mm-hmm. we want to highlight you and we want to honor you. Uh 2021 uh, came around and we added our uh, curriculum uh, One of our board members is Dr. Jeffrey Murdoch mm. at the U of A uh, I don't know if you've got had him on but he's a great person to talk to as well too okay. He just won a Grammy last year for Educator of the Year oh. uh, yeah, so we I got think a, I saw something on Facebook about Yeah it. so we got a Grammy uh, winner in our community now uh, Which we, I don't know if we've ever been able to say that We definitely haven't been able to say it in a long time if If even at all but uh, he's from Memphis uh, and he developed the Memphis uh, Public School District's curriculum for music. So uh, we talked to him about going to schools K through 12 and taking curriculum to talk about uh, black artists, black composers, how uh, we impacted uh, American music and art. Uh, and we want to talk about that in, in, in several different ways and engage in ways with the pandemic going on and people and teachers kind of figuring out how do we engage our students. We kind of built our curriculum in the same sense to where how can we engage them where they're not bored, mm-hmm. whether it's on Zoom or in person. Yeah. How can we engage them and teach them and give them something to see themselves even into because I think you got a you got curriculum out there about black music and black artists, but I also want to talk about arkansas uh and how important Arkansas was to music and black music mm-hmm. and uh in American music so uh we had we had that that um, that piece of it that element of it kind of embedded in it too as well too so we wanted the kids to be able to see themselves and see their state and the importance and the value and the impact that that was made. On the arts in in music,
0: okay. So is that like what you full time do right now at the moment? Is that like well,
1: so I've been I'm I'm blessed to say I've been full time music for ten years uh, now. Oh, nice. so um, so that that was a piece that was just kind of added on. Uh, so because you know Smooth Man music is my for profit business. Mm-hmm. That's where we have uh, Funk Factory and Jukebox, and uh, okay. you know people know DJ Derek. Uh, as well too. That's our booking agency. Where we do a lot of events.
0: Jukebox is that also a band?
1: That's also a party band. Yeah. I think I've I've heard of, of yeah of that too. Have you heard of La Fiesta yet? I have not. That's a new that's a new band that we 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 put together. We actually created it at the is top. that Latin band? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so most people don't know. Uh, my dad was in the in the Air Force, and he spent a lot of time in San Diego. He lived in San Diego for ten years. So um, and I guess that's why I'm so attached to Springdale because mm. there's a huge uh, Mexican population, yeah, yeah. Hispanic population, Thank in um, in San Diego. Like I lived in Encanto in and in Lincoln Parks in uh, in in San Diego. So like I love love California, love the culture there. So I was in L. A. and my my buddy put me on. Uh, Tony Sukar, he's a, mm. a big time percussionist, uh Latin percussionist. And uh it was man, it was just banging music and I was like, do I gotta bring this back to mm. Northwest Arkansas. My Springdale crew will mm. love this. <laughs> and uh so we put together that band. It's just like it does everything Funk Factory does, but it's just Latin music. It's okay. it's uh, it's salsa, it's merengue, it's uh Buchata not not Buchata but uh Bachata, yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So uh, so it's just all these different spices in so is who's in true. that band? So, Alex, most people know Alex Real, I feel like. Uh, he's a he's an artist that's been around uh, North West Arkansas yeah, for a long I, I, time.
0: Is he, is he a, a guitarist or a drummer? Yeah,
1: he plays the guitar and he sings. Okay. okay. Yeah, Miguel uh, Gumbo is the drummer. Okay. Uh, most people, if, if people been in North for Arkansas long enough to remember the Netta Band. Mm. Uh, do you remember the Netta Band?
0: It sounds familiar.
1: I think he's, I remember. they. So, when I got to town, there was a big Latin band called the Netta Band. And it was a a, a big dance band uh, as well. It's like
0: La Neta, right? Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. I think I remember.
1: Yeah. I do
0: remember. I've never met Alex Real, but I've seen about him on social yeah. media. Yeah.
1: So those two guys, they're they're in that band. It's just a bunch of a bunch of other other cats as well too.
0: When will we ever see them like at a uh, at a public event? Um, Hopefully soon.
1: So I think I think we're gonna sign them up for. Um, Arkansas so this year, so that, if you're Arkansas, so you'll see them there. It's like in um, October,
0: right? Arkansas so is yes. every October. Yes, I think,
1: I think it's October 9th. Don't quote okay. me on it, but I think that's the date. Uh, and they, They'll also do a rail yard date okay. as well, too. So uh, We're getting everything ramped back up with them, so they'll they'll be the people will be hearing about them pretty soon. We need to
0: hit up the uh Downtown Springdale Alliance so that they can so they can hire them to like have one night where they just perform. I think that'd be great.
1: Yeah, well, they did. They did last year. They did, did they? last, they played Turbo last year. Okay, I must have yeah. missed it. I got we got to get word out better ne- uh, next time. Uh we'll we'll make sure you know about it so you okay. can get the word out. We'll
0: promote it here. I yeah. think that's so cool. The fact that like you have all this different um these different music avenues where you're able to kind of you know, uh make a living off what you love to do, yeah. which is always great, right?
1: Well, like I mean everybody knows the, the the um the negative connotation of musicians, like the starving artist kind of a thing. And uh like Smooth Man's kind of goal I I, I say mission is not a non profit, but like I wanna put people to work. Like I wanna mm. create jobs. For musicians in Northwest Arkansas, so that's why I put together that company. It was just simply to create jobs in the beginning. It was to put myself to work mm. uh as a promoter and as a musician but um uh, you know like we after we kind of it started snowballing, I was like, man, I can really really like provide jobs for all of my friends that's mm-hmm. like that's needing work now we're kind of branching out and uh we we bring we 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 employ over fifty musicians uh throughout Northwest Arkansas, Little Rock and Tulsa. So uh, it's it's growing quickly, and I'm I'm really really excited about La Fiesta. Uh, I I started the band, uh, at, and I was playing drums, but uh man we got we got a lot a lot of Latin like just amazing musicians. Uh, I don't know if you know F- uh, Fernando Valencia, but he's one of the top percussionists. Papa Rap
0: has talked to me about him. Yeah yeah yeah
1: he he plays with Papa. He was playing the too.
0: I think it was Arkansas Festival. Um Papa Rap and him were like on the side playing oh, yeah. drums for a yeah. while. <laughs> and Man, I was like, "What are they doing?
1: Because they're by themselves." He's he's one of the best percussionists I've ever met. You know, since I've been in, in music, he's he's amazing. You know, so uh, I'm I'm excited to just kind of put all those, you know, star-studded musicians together mm. and put a put a, a a Northwest Arkansas product together.
0: And another thing that you're working on is the Arkansas Black Music Expo. Can you talk about? Yeah,
1: No, so I'm I'm really really excited about that. Uh, that's under our uh, music moves nonprofit, and uh, you know, it was we 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 went through our luncheon in, two, in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, uh, and we felt like we we kind of uh put ourselves out there to build awareness about us, but we wanted to put an event out there to kind of brand it, everything we embodied, mm-hmm. right? It's for and bringing together the curriculum and the performance side because that's our mission. Our mission is to promote black music, uh, black and African- African-American music through education and performance. So this was an opportunity. Uh, my, my president sent us a video of this, uh, this, this uh, festival that was 1969 in Harlem. Uh, called the summer of soul and it was just like all of these different artists like everybody from like uh, david ruffin from the temptations and uh aretha franklin uh mavis staples uh you know stevie Wonder, just all these musicians bringing them together and uh and and, and putting and showcasing black culture black music and uh just inviting the 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 uh the community the greater community to come and experience how we do it you know uh, I think the the uh I think the Latin community has done a great job with Arkansas sir, and I've been to um the uh, Hispanic Heritage um festival as well too like you guys do a great job of, of putting your culture out there so everybody can enjoy it um uh, but I feel like uh we still have a little ways to go as far as like just bottling it up and, and showcasing it and putting it on so everybody can appreciate black music, black art, uh, mm. you know, black history and stuff like that as well too. So it'll be Easter weekend, April the 15th and the 16th, uh, at the Jones center. We'll have food trucks, uh, bouncies for kids, mm. all the, all the family friendly stuff. Uh, but we'll have two days of music. It'll be all kinds of genres. So, nice. uh, Carl Thomas is a Grammy R and B artist. He'll be there. Kurt Whalem, he's a, a Memphis uh, Grammy Award winning artist, uh, jazz jazz uh, gospel artist. Uh, and we also have like I'm really really excited about bringing the UAPB uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff M mm-hmm. Forest, uh, their marching band. Nice. Like most people haven't experienced. Uh, HBCUs like people are hearing about it now. That people are talking about it more. But I wanted to bring that band to North Arkansas, so people can experience it for themselves and get it, uh, get exposed to what that looks like. It's a, it's high stepping band, yeah. um, they, the big boom, the drums and the nice. trombones and tubas. You know, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a parade from from downtown Springdale to kick it oh. off in uh, in March into uh, uh, uh Jones Center into the into the actual uh festival. So uh, I'm excited about them performing. And we just got a lot of local and regional uh bands that's gonna be performing as well too. Funk Factory is performing that Saturday. Did y'all
0: already book all the artists? Yes. You did? Okay. Yes.
1: So uh we got St. James, their uh got their um uh, their choir is coming and perform some gospel. We got hip hop artists, um Spider, um uh, Hollywood, Bang um, everybody knows ago. Everybody knows Big Low I said, I, 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 I was, I was going
0: to tell you Off air I was going to be like Did you hit up Big Low I mean already? I
1: can't I can't come to Springdale <laughs> And not hit up my man Big Low So uh, Big Low I always ca- call him The mayor of Springdale yeah. So he's He calls himself that
0: too <laughs> I'm, sure up I'm sure he does Shout out Big Low I'm
1: sure Shout out to Big Low So he'll be there too There's a slew Of other uh, artists as well too
0: that's legit. Yep. That's legit. But I find that funny because I was I was really getting. I gotta you, have. Big I was gonna Lo, tell you about man. Big Low something. Like, you better invite Big Low because this is like well, his town. Was, <laughs> I've
1: known Big Low for a long time and he yeah. was like, man, I don't know if I can do it or not. I'm like, bro, I can't come to your city and not like I've just moved to Springdale. I've been in Fayetteville since 2007, <laughs> but this is your city, yeah. you know. So you gotta you gotta be there. So he was like, I right, bet I'm a, I'm gonna I'm pull up. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna do a hip hop cipher as well joke. too. Like I love hip hop. So, uh, so it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be so
0: cool. lit. Well, I'm excited. You know, that's like it's a, kind of like you're breaking barriers in a way because you know I have conversations with my friend Alice Catucho all the time. You know, yeah. she brought the Martin Luther King parade here in Springdale, and it was like a barrier that was broken because yeah. it had never really been done before. Right. So I think. And one of the things that we also talk about a lot is that there is a black community here, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times they don't feel welcome mm-hmm. or they don't feel that there's something for them, yeah. for them to, like, participate and celebrate in. So the fact that you are creating these kind of events, I think, is super important for them and and, and super important for our community in general to kind of, you know, realize, you know, more about the culture, learn ourselves, and then and, and figure out how to be more of a welcoming community. Yeah. Um. So... I really appreciate you um coming today Anthony. One of the things that I'm starting to do now is ask our guests um what they do to take care of their mental health. So mm-hmm. what's one thing that you that you do to take care of your own mental health?
1: Um I think music is is a is a big thing that uh that's that's therapeutic for me. Uh <laughs> I'm from the south. I used to go to the range and just shoot up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I used to take about four clips and, and just unload. Yeah. Um Um. but I think music is real big, but I I I'll, I'll say uh family is real big for me as mm. well too. Uh my dad, he's a he's a rock for me. Uh and he's a person and my wife, they're people I go to and I talk to. Uh and and just vent. I'm I'm comfortable, you know, just talking about whatever I'm going through. Mm. You know, I think it's like as far as men, uh, and I think men of color, we hold in a lot of things and we build these callus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a survivor technique, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of times. But I, I feel like, you know, I think it's wise for us to always have somebody to talk to. You know, older older gentlemen that's been where we where we've been. Um, I'm real big on mentorship as well too. Yeah. So I always have older guys that's around me that i respect and that that know where i'm trying to go i share my vision with uh and and i, I can feel vulnerable with to say hey this is what i'm thinking uh, what do you think about it or this is I'm I'm, or I'm I'm having a rough week bro yeah like pray for me you mm-hmm. know uh so that's 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 a couple of things that i do um you know like people are important to me that's why uh the pandemic was so tough because it kind of isolated us mm-hmm. you know and I'm I'm a very outgoing person I love being around people I love nah, uh, human interaction so I feed off of that mm-hmm. like that's thera- that's therapeutic for me yeah. so um, when I when, when we went in the bunkers, <laughs> you know it was tough for me I uh, right, just man. because I, I'm so used to being around people but uh, you know as we open back up and do it safely right um uh, you know, people are very like the the energy I put around me is is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm and I'm intentional uh, about putting people in my circle that's positive, that's mm-hmm. that's visionaries, that understand vision. Uh, I was raised in the church where you just like when God gives you a vision, you don't share it with everybody because a lot of people don't understand it and they they may judge you or they or whatever. Um, uh, so now like I put other people that, you know, that I respect that I, that, that high how, how value people, uh, that I can share my bad days with my, mm. my, my ideas with, uh, iron sharpens iron. And I believe that. So, uh, I put a lot of iron around me cause you know, I need, I need it, you know, I feed off of that
0: definitely and thank you for those wise words once again if anybody wants to reach out to you where can they reach out
1: um so music moves is music moves ar for arkansas.com uh, music moves ar.com smoothman music.com uh that's music uh, where i'm and i'm easy to find on all social media platforms whether it's linkedin or facebook uh, instagram twitter uh anthony ball or anthony ball nwa
0: Thank you once again for joining us, Anthony, and uh, I'm excited, you know, for that event coming up in April, and we'll definitely be promoting it here. Thank you. That way that people can can go and support, and hopefully it becomes an, an annual thing.
1: Appreciate here. it. That's um, what we're shooting for.
0: Sounds good. Well, thank you. That's the end of the episode for this week. That was episode 123 of the District 3 podcast. We'll catch you all next week.